Welcome to episode number 38 of the Illini Basketball Podcast. Of course, uh, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, live, all that stuff. It'll be up on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, all the other ones that really I feel like there's some podcast platforms that nobody listens to uh, that actually don't exist, but they say they do. I'm not so sure. I've never known. I don't know anybody who's ever listened to Overcast on that app, but whatever. Who cares at that point? Uh, Let's discuss the... Illini week, uh, the watch party hit it off. It seemed like it was uh, quite popular amongst the the folks. Uh, a lot of Missouri fans dropping in. Very nice. <laughs> I felt like there were a ton of Missouri fans, which I is think fine. It, it was probably a 60-40 split. Missouri was 60% at that yeah. point, at least the people that were commenting. I'm guessing because they don't have, like, cable in Missouri, so they had to that's a little bit of a shot. <laughs> I would say more so that they don't have anyone that cares about their program right, to do sure. a watch party like that the Illini too. does. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so there you go. Uh, let's start this way. First of all, we made I I, I made some comments during the watch party that uh, you know some <laughs> people may have took seriously, or you know I kind of straight up <sighs> said that Quano Martin um, wow. wanted to, wanted to win more than Underwood, and I stand by that one. Uh, the language probably got a little bit rough towards the end. Yeah, um, and I don't know if it's all on Underwood. I just don't – I feel like the players don't show up to this game, and Missouri has, you know. I don't – I would agree. I don't get it, but uh, – Jajoma has stopped by and said hello, so, yeah. Good. First Thanks year. for coming by, Jajoma. Um, so, Illinois loses 81-78. And uh, yeah, to Missouri, you thought they'd win by 16. I thought they'd win by 10. We did the same damn thing this year that we did last year. We got really confident, <laughs> overconfident, beat Missouri, and then they lose to Missouri, and it hurts a little bit. Uh, I really, I mean, I, I got over it pretty quickly. Um, because you know, hey, after you ran it for about 20 minutes, needed to get that off, needed to get that okay. off, and I'm glad I All did. Right. But you know, you're moving on now. Big 10 play starts. This is when college basketball really gets great. Conference mm-hmm. games, you know, on Saturday you got four scheduled, um, you know, ranked versus ranked games. You got Louisville, Wisconsin, Gonzaga, Iowa, Ohio State, North Carolina, Virginia, Villanova. That's four premier games on Saturday. So that'll be fun. But, uh, you know, player of the game, and uh, hello to Ben in the YouTube section comments or whatever you call them. Uh, player of the game for you is who? Uh, Io Desumu. Um I regardless of what happened on that last play, uh, the the dude had 36 points, uh, most ever by an Illini in a bragging rights game, and also his career high since he's been at Illinois. Uh, shot the ball very good, 13 to 20 from the field, nine to 12 from the free throw line. Free throws are a big miss for the Illini right now, which is terrible. But um, 10 rebounds, but again, six turnovers. So uh, two of those were were charge calls. One of those charges I did not believe in. But, um, yeah, Io kind of just took over the game. The only thing is, like, he needs needs help from his – the rest of his team. He can't do this every game, and we expect Illinois to win. Um, Obviously, they didn't win this one. So, well, my player of the game is also Io DeSumo, who is, by the way, the Big Ten Player of the Week. Uh, averaged 27 yeah. points and eight and a half rebounds. He shares the 
honor with Luca Garza. Um, so there you go. He wins that, which I think we'll see a lot this year. Um, but, you know, we have something in the comments that says, how did Mizzou jump to 16? I mean, I think they deserve to be 16. Yeah, yeah I mean, you had them uh, 23 last year yeah. in your – or last week, last yeah. year, <laughs> um, in yours. So, um, yeah, Missouri's a good team, um, undefeated uh, as of now. Uh, we'll see what happens once they get into SEC play and they're not playing Illinois, who they just seem to always show up against. But um, they got a lot of a lot of seniors and a lot of returning talent. So, um, but yeah, this this loss is just tough for Illinois. Um, you said at the end of the pod last week that uh, if they lose this game, then the Duke win doesn't even matter. Uh, Stand by it. Doesn't probably matter. not. Probably not at that extreme. But I mean, it, the, there's no doubt that. Um, this game probably Illinois needed to win, but um, and uh, I did see somewhere that uh, Io has joined the list of Illinois players that have not won a bragging rights game. I'll do this. Yeah. Uh, so as as is tradition on this podcast, uh, I gotta go take care of the dog. Um, but you know it's tough. Underwood wins it his first year. He wins it before Io comes. The first year with Iowa, the team only won 12 games. They lost that game last year. Basically the same thing as this year, except more scoring this year than last year. Even though I think Illinois, uh, offensively, it just seems so bad. And Iowa was the only guy. Like, I put Iowa to assume we play the game, and nobody else was even close. I mean, the, the, second, yeah. the second guy that I would probably say is Curbelo, but he's not even close. Not even right. Close. Um, yeah, and it, it's just kind of – kind of sad you know illinois has now let mark smith and jeremiah tillman beat him for three years well, in a row yeah they're, they're on the team but what are they doing? Uh, <laughs> they didn't do it they did absolutely nothing um both fouled out of the game uh mark smith was like uh one of six from the field uh five tillman, points tillman's two points were from the line tillman yeah tillman yeah. had great job guys points, so um but uh i felt like uh, and I talked about Javon Pickett had a great game last year. Feel feel like he had another good game, uh, 14 points on six of eight shooting. So Illinois, once again, didn't have an answer for him. Um, they really didn't have a lot of answers for for Missouri's offense, and it was kind of it was kind of a running offense. I mean, they, you know, Missouri had 49 points in the first half, and Illinois had no offensive rebounds. So it seemed like Illinois was putting shots up and they'd send Mizzou was sending, you know, one guy back kind of cherry picking, as they say. Um, I don't think it was that extreme, but they just kept beating Illinois down the court and getting easy layups. And, um, and, and that's what we thought Illinois was going to do a lot this year. And they didn't seem to do it. And when Illinois gets stuck in that half court offense and, you know, they, they run their, their, what they, call a pick and roll but the guy never actually sets a pick um which just drives me crazy you can't have a pick and roll when when the guy doesn't even come up and touch the guy that is guarding the ball uh so i don't it's just it's crazy but uh well here's how here's the offense for you they come up you have kofi standing there just standing there he's not really doing anything just taking up space and then Io goes the opposite side he tries to drive never kicks the ball out I mean he scored on a lot of them and also yeah. let me just say this god forbid the team has 
athleticism and speed and doesn't use it. I mean, they don't get out and run unless they're playing a junior high team like Chicago <laughs> State. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. You have certain traits and aspects and good things that this team can do, and they don't do it. I don't know. Right. It's like they get stuck in the flow of the game, and they go against what they should be doing every game, unless yeah. they're winning by a lot, which how many times has that happened this year? The Duke game I, I, yeah. was really the only exception of a game that didn't. Of a, of a game that, yeah, yeah, was against some competition, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, and, you know, you look at it, and, you know, Curbelo, like you said, was probably, you know, number two player of the game, I guess you, you would put it as. But uh, he had 14 points, four rebounds, three steals, two turnovers, which I think one was a walk and one was that weird double dribble where he just kind of got caught doing whatever he was I don't know what he was doing um he's five of ten from the field he did miss a few around the rim which I mean he's small so you know when he gets around the rim and his shot gets changed I understand that uh again uh free throw shooting uh he was four for eight from the line so you look at Io missing three you look at him missing four uh I think Kofi missed half of his whatever however many he took I'm sure he missed half of them uh, I think Kofi was three is six. So, um, you know, you make free throws, you win this game. But, uh, but I mean, Curbelo just continues to, to be the other guy right now, which is, which is crazy to think when you have Trent Frazier and Adam Miller and these guys that shoot, um, you know, that, that we're talking about Curbelo, but uh, Curbelo played 27 minutes um, and he continues uh to get inside and dish it off to Kofi. Um, the, the problem is we don't know if Kofi's going to catch the ball right now. Um, and uh, Underwood today, actually, he was in an interview today, and I, was, I forgot to put this down, but it was right before we started. Let me uh, – they said that they've been working with his hands. Um, Underwood said that they're working with Kofi's, Kofi every day on his hands – some passes are coming from new angles with Curbelo. It's true, but, you know. And uh, he said that – Underwood said that his expectations for Kofi are really high, and he's just having a hard time meeting it. So I think we need to take a step back and look at this team kind of like – there's still some chemistry issues, I think, on offense with Curbelo, with the, the passing angle thing. I think it's a real thing. Like some of the passes he makes, most guys aren't ready for it. But right. it's not going to be – like Iowa, who has like everybody returning and all these guys have played together before. And yeah. I know it seems like a weak excuse, but I I can't think of anything else because this that, a lot better than they have been. And that's fine, but like there was one there was one play, four minutes left in the game, and Curbelo got down low and he was like kind of on the baseline, kind of under the hoop, and he brought both defenders to him. And Kofi is sitting there seven foot tall, wide open, nobody around him. And Curbelo just kind of little little shovel pass to him. And he Kofi fumbled, dinks it around, and uh DeMonte ends up grabbing it. I don't even know if Illinois scored on that play, but it, it's just things like that. There were there were five, six times where Kofi just didn't catch the ball, either in transition or under the hoop. So I, it's just, it's frustrating and I get that they're working with him, but um, you know, 
you know, you hear people talk about, you know, now, now they're bringing back the, Oh, he's only been playing for five years. If he, you know, he stays, you know, he'll, he'll be one of the best ever, but I, I don't know. I, it's just, it's frustrating to watch, but um, thoughts on Curbelo maybe getting a starting job after this. I said it a couple of weeks ago. I mean, yeah. I think it's time to get him in there. I think, uh, as much as I like Adam Miller and people call me out for uh, being obsessed, which I would say is, you know, close to true. Yeah. Uh, maybe he comes off the bench tomorrow. I don't know. Yeah. Um, um, I'd yeah. probably rather have him start than Frazier, but I don't see Frazier being benched. I I agree with that just because he's a senior. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you look at Miller and Frazier, uh, those two had a combined six points, two rebounds and two assists in 53 minutes. Um, you put, you throw DeMonte in there, which I don't think DeMonte's going to lose his spot just because of his defense. But uh, those three guys, so three of our starters, had nine points total. Uh, yeah, it can't happen. It's, 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 it's unacceptable, I think. I don't, I don't know. They still um, scored 78 and missed a lot of free throws, but definitely. Right. right. Um, so, I don't know. I, you know, and, and I'm sitting here and I'm criticizing Kofi in his hands or whatever. He still had 19 points, uh, eight of 10 from the field, but he only had six rebounds, which is, which is just crazy. The, the fact that Mizzou out-rebounded Illinois like they did, uh, 35 uh, rebounds for Mizzou, 26 for Illinois. Um, Underwood afterwards said, it's all about effort. I will get the problem solved, I promise you. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll hold him to that. We'll make sure yeah. we'll hold him to that. Because yeah. I think most of the people that uh, interview him and ask the questions in the you know post-game stuff and all the other media stuff, they don't remember that he said that, and they won't hold him to it, and we will. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, we did talk about the free throw shooting already. But, yeah, Illinois was 17 for 28 from the line. So, they're shooting a miserable 60% during the game. Um, and Missouri didn't miss a free throw in the first half. What did they make? 14, I think? 14 and, or 15? Yeah, they, was, they were 14 for 14, I think, and Illinois was 7 for 15. Yeah. So, yep. yeah. And so, yeah. So, and Missouri ended up with 26 of 31. So, uh, I did see an interesting stat. Uh, hoop At Hoop Informatics. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but uh, on Twitter – uh, he's been throwing up some like interesting stats, uh, and he had one on Kofi that said that he has defended 32 possessions, and in those 32 possessions, opponents have only scored 12 points, and that puts him in the 96th percentile in in the NCAA. Uh, which I think it's that's that's a crazy stat because you look at him and he's still slow around the hoop. Uh, my buddy Tierney, every time it happens, he messages the group and he's like. Kofi's eight days late to, to, you know, get into the ball. And he had a goaltending in this game just because he was so late. Uh, so I, I found that interesting that he is that highly ranked um, and, and that only 12 points on 32 possessions have happened. But, um, you know, I Kofi, like I said, it, it's all about his hands and being strong with the ball. Um, there's times when he, you know, even when he does get a rebound, it gets knocked out by somebody. So he's got to figure that out. Um, but I, I guess it's just learning. I mean, that's what they make it sound like. Like he doesn't know how to hold a ball. I don't know, but, <laughs> um, Adam Miller was 
obsolete this game. Uh, yep. Uh, I know that you kept yelling, get it to Adam Miller. Give him the ball. During our, <laughs> during our thing. Uh, only had two points on one of six shooting. It was 0 for 3 from 3. And he played 22 minutes. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know what you do with him. Um, get him the ball. Have him shoot more. I mean, I don't. I, I'm fine. The game he went 0 for 6. I was fine with that. Let him shoot some more. Um, you know, we'll talk about the final play of the game a little bit later. But I missed him wide open in the corner, um, regardless of what you know what's going on there. Uh, I I I don't like that nobody else is going to get a chance to shoot for this team when it matters if that if that's the route we're going but i have so many things to say about the last shot and yeah. we'll talk about that but a couple youtube comments real quick uh ben darling said that miller had so many good looks i agree i don't know i i should we should they start trying to let him you know make some more plays because i know against the junior high teams he you know, made some pretty sweet plays up and down the floor. He did. Um, I mean, he did get into the lane against Missouri, but he he looked lost once he got there. I mean, he got to keep his confidence up. Yeah, there was one time though. I mean, he was kind of up in there. I think I don't know if he ended up traveling or not, but he threw it away. Um, so I I don't know. Yeah, I let the kid shoot. I'm, I'm all down. I'm down for letting him create shots. Uh, I, I'd like an offense ran to create shots, but we know that Illinois isn't going to do that. So, <laughs> God forbid. Yeah. Um, and, and along with Adam Miller, we talked about, you know, Trent and how he did, he only had three points. I think they all had three points apiece, him, him uh, Miller, Trent, and DeMonte. But uh, Trent played 31 minutes, didn't have any turnovers, which you like to see um, because he had been turnover prone. Um, but – he only took three shots. So I don't under like Illinois only took 13 threes this game. Um, and I, and I think they need to take 20 a game. I mean, they got nothing but shooters on their team. So I, I don't know, maybe, maybe Missouri's defense was a lot tougher than I thought it was watching the game, but well, I think a lot of it's Illinois offense and yeah. whatever was going on with that. And also let me just say this. I just did the uh, math via a calculator that Io and Andre Corbello had 64% of the team's points. That's yeah. two players, 64%. One of the players isn't even a starter. Right. It's, right. it's just well, so that, frustrating. I, well, then you throw Kofi in there. He had three guys scoring all the points pretty much. But um, Illinois did only have 13 turnovers this game, which I was kind of shocked when I saw that number. Uh, I thought they had like 50. So, um, but maybe, maybe that was just the, the fumes coming out of me that saw that, uh, Georgie is, uh, Georgie is Georgie. I don't know how else to say it. He's back. Can't expect and, consistency. I don't know, a lot of <laughs> the Georgie that we had two games in a row, uh, 13 minutes, one rebound, zero points, two turnovers. And that just sounds like what we were saying. All Here's what it comes down to. Georgie is only the Georgie of two years ago. If Kofi's in foul trouble and he's actually like backing guys down and not yeah. getting gold for a foul and throwing up the hook shot. Yeah. And, and they were on the court. Uh, we talked about it during the thing. Um, but yeah, I didn't. So, so we did this live show and like, usually I take notes the whole time. I didn't have any notes. I'm going all off memory guys. So uh, I really can't 
specify, uh, you know, what Georgie did wrong at this point. But, uh, yeah, it, it just – you look at the numbers, it's not pretty. So, um, DeMonte, again, we you know, we talked about it. He was one of three from the field with a three um, and had two rebounds. So, his, his rebounds are down. Illinois just did not rebound this game at all. Um, and it's, it's hard. Uh, he did hurt his ankle, but he ended up coming back in. I don't know if they've updated anything or said anything on that. Uh, if he's back to a hundred percent or not, assume he's fine. I, I would think that he's okay. Um, Grandison and Hawkins of course are the two guys that, that also have been coming off the bench. They had nine minutes. Uh, Hawkins had an assist and didn't shoot and Grandison was over two. So, I don't we're <sighs> bench production besides Curbelo's really not even there. Why is Grandison playing at all? I mean, I don't know. What the I hell is the point? He's not good. He's not doing anything. Yeah, I I agree. I don't see I don't see Grandison helping this team at all. Um Where's you know, Hutcherson? I, Where's BBV? Get some exactly. of those guys. They can do something. Give them a chance. Grandison hasn't done a thing since probably the first game of the season. Yeah. Uh, he plays like, what, one minute against Duke and then plays a bunch of minutes in this game or, you know, however many minutes it was. It wasn't good. Right. Uh, right. He did not play at all. Yeah. No. I So, I don't – I mean, it, Underwood it just – it, that's part of Underwood. I don't know. Yeah, he sucks at making rotations. He sucks <laughs> at in-game adjustments. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. A lot of flaws. I mean, he has a lot of positives to his coaching and he has a lot of, you know, issues. Yeah. And the issues are really mostly in the game, which that doesn't seem good. I don't know. <laughs> it is not. Um, and, and this team is just, I think this team is way too good. They have way too much talent for this to just be Io DeSumo 24-7. Um, that's what we're doing. Um, and it, I don't know. Uh, it just seems like it, what does Illinois do to, you know, get the other guys going? Uh, I You can't just keep running IO screen, take it to the hoop, Especially when they, like I said, they don't set screens. There's no, I haven't seen Kofi actually set a screen this year, which drives me absolutely nuts. But, um, probably afraid it, someone's just going to bounce off of it and call him for yeah. a screen. Yeah. But it, it's just, this, they're not going to consistently win games, especially getting in the Big Ten. Like they, yes, last year, Io was Illinois' savior. They don't need that this year. I don't believe they need that this year. You, you have to have something other than, I mean, hey, Io, go win the game for us. And I feel like that's what Underwood did. I mean, at the end of the game, I think that's what he did. I think he's, they got in the huddle, and he goes, Io, go win the game for us. And, and he said, I heard that he said that, he wanted a quick two, which I didn't get down the court quick enough for. I don't, want, two. I don't even want to do that yet. I don't even want to talk <laughs> about that yet. Uh, what what else you want to talk about? This here's is where what they we're need. at. Here's what they need. They need a game where a team goes absolutely all out to shut Io down. And I don't think they can shut him down, but they can slow him down. And you're going to need a game Baylor where you have did. to rely. You're going to need a game where you have to rely on Miller and Frazier 
and DeMonte to hit some perimeter shots and Kofi to catch the ball for and win the game. You need a game yeah. like that. I don't know what else is going to happen. I, you, especially in the Big Ten, you cannot be, you know, centered around one player. Illinois has been good in the Big Ten really the last two seasons. I know the year that they won 12 games, Iowa's freshman year, they had some really good wins in that season. They beat Ohio right. State. They beat Wisconsin. They beat and they Michigan were basically State. they were basically Iowa not finishing games away from being. Yeah, you know, just as good as they were last year. They almost year. beat Gonzaga in the non-conference that year, and Trent Frazier went off. I think he had like 31 in that game. But I, I don't. Where's that I, guy at? You can't win in the <laughs> Big Ten if you're centered around one player. Look at the other Big no. Ten teams that are good. Iowa, yeah, they have a superstar center, but they have shooters everywhere Shooting. on that team. Yeah, they the, don't play Iowa, defense. Iowa but. is super balanced because if you do just collapse on Garza they got four guys standing out on the perimeter ready to shoot the ball they're really their only thing that's going to kill them is they don't play defense so a game where they're not really shooting the ball well they might lose or they probably right. will lose but yeah. then you look at other teams I mean Michigan State they're pretty balanced they don't have one guy that just does everything for them uh you know Ohio State's pretty much the same way um Wisconsin is definitely not that Wisconsin has a really good lineup uh, up and down, an experienced one too. So mm-hmm. they're going to have to figure out a way to get everybody involved and still be successful offensively and win games that way. You cannot win games with one player. Like right. when they beat uh, Iowa last year, the last game of the year, I mean, everybody was contributing. DeMonte had some huge plays in that game. And defensively, DeMonte's been great this year. I um, mean, he's hit threes. I don't know why we're not giving him more looks for three when he's open kick it to him they need to yeah. drive and kick more I hate like well, Carmelo I mean, can score at the rim but a lot of times he'll drive and then turn it over or try to go up to yeah. Kofi then Kofi will drop it a little more driving yeah. and kicking to get some yeah. more well I shots. mean look at this game look at this game Frazier one for two from three which is unacceptable I think yeah. he, he him taking they shot two threes. threes they shot 13 yeah. overall which is terrible DeMonte, one of three. Adam Miller, 0 of three. Curbelo is 0 for one, which, I mean, Curbelo's, you know, if he doesn't take a three, I don't care. And then Grandison shot a three. But <laughs> quick release, Grandison. Who, they had three threes, and Io, DeMonte, and Trent were the yep. only three that they made. You can't – this is 2020, and basketball is a lot about shooting now, more so mm-hmm. the NBA than college. But you cannot win a college basketball game with three threes. I agree. And two players scoring 64% of your points. It doesn't <laughs> work that way unless you're yeah. playing, you know, a bottom feeder of a big – like Northwestern, they could win that game. But it just can't happen. Right. I agree. What's next? Oh, the the play of the you game. Want to talk about the stupid flagrant foul first. Sure. Probably the worst call in the history of uh, college basketball. Honestly. Yeah, it it was terrible, and I'm not. You know, I mean, the the refs decide this game, not necessarily, but when there's less than a minute left, and the Mizzou guy literally, I mean, you can see his arm go up like this, oh and God. Kofi hit him in the face. I mean, yeah, he hit him in the face, but it wasn't 
it wasn't Kofi hitting him in the face. Yeah, and we're not blaming the game solely on the refs, obviously. But yeah, I mean, I've never seen a game with this many fouls called. Yeah, in a long and time. there was another one, and, and you know, you you just it's just you remember them kind of. But like Kofi went up to block uh, Smith down low. I think Mitchell Smith down low, and uh, like like Kofi was coming down, and Smith like went tried to go backwards into him and i don't even think he touched him but he like flayed he's the greatest actor i've ever seen somebody get that guy at well they got Academy 38 Award. smith so i really don't remember yeah. anything that but happened uh the- yeah this game had 52 fouls called That's which i said i said last episode i said it's gonna depend on how the refs let them play this game and the refs did not let them play this game thank you andy Katz. i love the sec yeah. refs Way and Big Ten refs are much better, but way to ruin the game. Way to way to do the opposite of letting them play. Yeah. Oh, we got a big physical rivalry game. Let's just call everything in sight yeah. and ruin the game for just yeah. about everybody who watched. Unless you're a Mizzou fan. I mean, if you're the winning team in this game, you'd like to have some perspective and look back and be like, wow, the officiating sucked. Right. But if you're losing team, it's a lot of blaming the officials, which we're not doing, but no. the officials were bad. Not at all. Very bad. And I think almost everybody that watched the game that isn't a moron would agree with that. Yeah. So, I mean, the Kofi Fire, yeah. One of the worst calls probably that we're going to see this season. I don't think how – I don't see how it could get, get much worse when you don't even move your arm and you hit a guy in the face, and it's called a flagrant. And especially after they reviewed it, what the hell is the point of review? Yeah, how do you review it? that oh and then God. and then see it? That's the thing. And my thing is, how, how if that's a foul, does Kofi's two count? Just because yeah. they didn't call it when it happened? Like, I only shouldn't have been able to game, score there. This is a game where I wish Jay Billis was calling because he <laughs> in on the refs. I think we yeah. didn't really hear the uh, announcing very much. No. They said it was a bad call, but I feel like that you got to take that moment. Yeah, you could. And they were Missouri announcers. Yeah, so. I'm glad we're reviewing this. Yeah. That's, that's but cool. yeah, I don't know. Illinois had six guys with four fouls. So, and then, uh, like I said, Tillman and Smith fouled out. So. I don't know that it it just makes a game like this, you know. I don't know. You don't call a game like this like that, but no, it is what it is. So, so the last play. So if it's actually true <sighs> that Underwood wanted to get a quick two, I mean that that feels like the opposite of coaching one hundred and one. You're down by three. There's mm-hmm. ten seconds left. Okay, Io gets a quick two, eighty-one eighty. Then we're gonna foul a team that has made almost every free throw in the game and give them a free two points likely. And then you're going to have even less time to tie up a three point game. It makes no sense to me. I agree. I don't, I, I don't know if, I mean, that's what he said. He should, I believe. He then why would he even say that? Putting a target know. on your back by saying something that's stupid. And if you Terrible actually did idea. that, I would question yeah. the coaching a little bit. So, yeah. So, but what do you think? I mean, what do you think he, he said to the team? Like they came in the, you know, they call timeout, huddle up, and he said, This is what we're doing, boys. Yeah. IO, whatever you want to do, do it. Yep. That's probably. And IO said, Okay, coach, um, I'm going to take a one footed three pointer with five seconds left. Now, Io said that he heard the Missouri bench yelling foul. He so heard, he I think he foul. said he heard Quano yell foul. I thought they would foul. 
Yeah, and maybe they would. Maybe they, they would have. Illinois sucked at the line. Foul. Yeah, and yeah, maybe they would have, but there wasn't a guy in his area close enough for him to try to cause contact there. So, yeah. so even if he did hear them say that, I don't. I mean, he had he had what two guys on him? Yeah, and then he had Miller in the corner with nobody on him. And I don't really know where anybody else was. It was just like, it was just when he shot that, it was just, like, you knew it wasn't going in. I mean, he was so off balance. The it ultimate, was just, it was the weird. Ultimate, the ultimate finish to a, a game officiated like that, though, would have been for them to call that yeah. and give him three free throws to tie it up and then go to a, an overtime where nobody's playing because everybody's fouled out. Uh, yeah. That would have been great. Um, so, do you want to say this last thing you have before the coaches' records against Mizzou? Your thin ice thing. Well, you also have the uh, yeah. This yeah. team didn't seem ready to go. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. They just didn't. This team didn't seem ready to go uh, <laughs> <laughs> from the beginning. Uh, once again, against Missouri, uh, they they don't seem to know how to get up for for rivalry games, and Missouri does. I kind of said that at the beginning. Um, and uh, they they better find a way to bounce back and get going, or uh, they're gonna have a tough time against the Big Ten this year. I don't really think that they weren't. I don't, they they weren't, gave up forty nine points. Most of that was free throws. How many times is a team gonna go? Fourteen of it was free throws. Yeah, and how many times is a team gonna make all fourteen? But I agree. I that don't they know. Gave up way too many points, but. They were more ready to go this year than last year. Last year was so overwhelming and so annoying that they were just getting beaten into the ground and they didn't seem like they wanted to win, which is horrible. They seemed like they wanted to play defense this game. So, Well, how many – okay, so Missouri had 14 points on free throws in the first half. How many cherry-picking points did they have, like 20? I mean, they had so many. Oh, I'm going to stay in the half court and catch it and go lay it. Get back on defense. You got to get back on defense. They can do whatever they want. They won. Well, it wasn't a good game. And, uh, you know, <laughs> hey, if we're still doing this podcast uh, next December, which I'm assuming we will be, they better not lose. True. Because, you know, we're looking at Lon Kruger territory already. It can't right. get worse. So, um, Illini coaching records against Mizzou. Gross was 3-1, and one, which – I'm trying to think. So <laughs> the first few years that Gross was there, they had some good ranked teams. Both teams, I think, were like ranked in some way, shape, mm-hmm. or form. But um, so I mean, those games were kind of like you know whatever. Uh, one of those Gross wins was the Ravante Rice shot, right? Yes. So there you go with that. Uh, Bruce Weber was four zero, which you know not surprising. They had some. Uh, good squads mm-hmm. in those years uh bill self three and which really thinks this list when i see bill self i'm like <laughs> man he only coached three years because he thinks he's better than everybody else and then oh, left yeah. for kansas so there's that uh long kruger is one and three um yeah and these were i believe these were over the first four years yeah over the first four years yeah uh and long kruger is the one who's at oklahoma right now oklahoma right? yep I'd rather have him than Underwood. Just kidding. I'm just Whoa. kidding. Calm down. Lou Henson, two and two, Underwood, one and three. Now, how much did these guys bounce back after the four years, do you think? I don't know. 
I didn't really look into that. I'm looking at that. Um, I'm very curious. Because it, it, will it be a trend? We'll see. I swear my dogs just like know when we're doing our podcast and they just like to annoy me. I can fill the time. Check this out. So let's see how they bounce back after the uh, the start. So we'll look at how gross did after a three and one start. So when was Gross's first year at Illinois? 2012? I don't know. He was there five years. Underwood's been there four. Yeah, 2012. Math, 2012. 2012, yeah. So they lost the first game with Gross as the coach to a number 12 Missouri team. And then Gross won – uh, four in a row. So he went four and one. So they were a four-game winning streak coming in Underwood, and Underwood wins the first one. That's five, and now it's flipped the other way to three. So mm-hmm. in 2005, and I'm glad I was stupid enough to even think this team had a chance to touch 05 at all. They beat him by 32. Shocker. <laughs> um, and other than that, the games have been really close. I mean, Illinois won by 16 in 2008. Uh, Missouri won by – 13 and 09, but the games have been close. So, yeah, except for 2018, Illinois got beat up pretty good. But hopefully, next year, Underwood can bounce back. And, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how good this, like I said, Missouri team ends up being. Um, because last year, I mean, they were bad. Um, like, like how many wins did they have last year? 15, maybe. Yeah, it wasn't, um, it wasn't good. Yeah, so this team's definitely better. Um, they returned everybody, so. Right, absolutely. So. They'll probably make the tournament. It'll be close. Um, we'll see. You know, you get off to – and the SEC's not that great this year. So yeah. I think they're kind of like a hot start. Can they continue it? Who knows? I mean, I'm interested to see um, – I'm assuming Missouri will play Kentucky at some point. And Kentucky seems so bad. I'm interested to see how Kentucky does in the SEC. But uh, Nicholas Beattie in the uh, chat says, how overrated is Illinois? What is a realistic tournament run for this team? Now, let me just say this. I'm pretty sure he's an Illinois fan, but they are overrated. I don't know how we can't say that they're overrated. They're overrated 100%. Like, everyone's like, national championship. Oh, yeah. And I kind of talk myself into that. But I think they're slightly overrated. I don't know. Maybe not now. I mean, number 13 now, but – yeah, you know. I think they're more. I think thirteen, thirteen is more in in the wheelhouse they should be in. Um, but I don't think that they're. It's hard to say they're overrated. I, Missouri's a good team, like we said. Um, they always get up for the bragging rights. For some reason, Illinois always falls flat, um, and they got beat by Baylor. Um, so I, it. I don't think we can say they're overrated until they get into the Big Ten and they start – like if they lose to Minnesota, yeah, let's start talking about how overrated they are. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I I don't know. The, this team's good enough. They just – I don't think that they are much of a team right now, honestly. Um, it's kind of – Whoa. It's a heavy <laughs> quote there. Jeez. <laughs> it's just kind of – I mean, it, it is what it is. I, I mean – the the guys the other guys that we need to score aren't aren't scoring and they're not, and they're not even getting shots up, um, which 
it's tough to see, but you know the op- um, it was the Duke game didn't feel that way though. The Duke game, you know, Miller had three threes, Trent yeah, made some Duke's shots. Terrible though. Missouri is not much better than Duke. I mean, not <laughs> right now they are, but will they be at the end of the year? I don't know. Um, so let's go to the thin ice thing that I said, which you know, yeah, was a joke. I'm not. It was obviously a joke. Some people took it very seriously. Ethan's a big some, content guy. Some some tweets and stuff, but I I don't think he's on thin ice quite yet. But I'll tell you this: uh, if they make the tournament this year, which I'm assuming they will, I don't know how they wouldn't. Um, unless the tournament gets canceled and that happens, I don't know what to do. Uh, <laughs> but if they make if they're anything worse than the Sweet Sixteen, I think you have to you know think about. Not, not not do it, but go into the next season thinking, okay, we need something more here. And obviously okay. next year's team is not going to be good, as good as this one, I assume, unless somehow big transfers come in and all this stuff, which won't happen. Yeah, but. I mean, you can, you put this under – I moved this, but you put it under uh, Lovey Smith got relieved of his duties, as they, as they say these days. <laughs> um, and, and you kind of said – you know, does Underwood need to prove himself? Will the AD cut him because he's not proving himself? Uh, so, I mean, I can see that. I don't. I don't see. I mean, he he tur- he he has turned the team around. There's yes. no doubt about that. Um, how how much does Whitman want him to turn it around? I mean, is that what he expects? Is national championship? Is, that should be the is, expectation. Is final fours and national championships? I don't know. So, um, I it, a premier basketball program, a power five program in a state where tons of talent comes out every year. There's yeah. literally no reason. This is like. Texas football. Texas football, they're the big program in Texas. High school football in Texas is insane, and they don't win. It reminds me of that. Yeah. Recruit as well as you want. you got to coach them. And clearly this team is not being coached well enough right now. You just got your asses kicked by Missouri for the second year in a row. Mm -hmm. When Illinois has clearly been the better team than Missouri the last two years. So Definitely. I think Underwood's got two or three more years of uh, not winning a championship, and then he's gone. If he doesn't win one in the next three years, a or at least get, get to a Final Four in the next three years. You're see, saying he needs to win a championship. Wow. I peel the back. If he doesn't get to the Final Four in the next three years, <laughs> okay, then you need to be thinking. Because clearly Whitman wants to win. Because I'll oh, tell yeah. you right now, any athletic director previous to him would not have fired Lovey this quickly. When they gave him that much money. Well, yeah, they just signed an extension two years ago. And I love that they just Weird. trashed him Weird. in the press release. Like, oh, his record was this bad. They didn't even thank him. No. What do you think? <laughs> Get out of here. You did nothing. They just got – they were the they same. They took him to a bowl last year. That was a fluke. They beat a bad <laughs> Michigan State team. I mean, they ended up five and six, but took him to a bowl. Um, yeah, so anyways, I put that up, out there. Uh, we shared it around on you Facebook. You baited people into trashing me. And and my buddy my buddy Troy met he's he's a pretty good ball player back in his day, um, and he's a big Illinois fan. But uh, but this is what he put, and I I thought that he summed up the game very very good, uh, along with making fun of you. So um, he said Underwood has pl- has always played questionable rotations of players in my opinion, but to say that he's on thin ice is laughable. 
Um, obviously, it was laughable. It was a joke. But um, he said, Illini. The laugh. The Illini was extremely lazy on defense tonight. Stupid fouls, out of position, et cetera, and stagnant on offense. A true testament to a team that thinks they are really good. I agree 100%. And they're, really they're stagnant on offense in every single game they've ever played under uh-huh. Underwood. So there yeah. you go with that. That's fun. I'm glad we're still doing that four years into this. <laughs> Don't change anything, that Underwood. That's not a damn thing. And uh, Nicholas says Underwood's recruiting will keep them around. I agree. Uh, and at least a Big Ten championship within the next next three to four years. Classic, classic 21s and not looking too good, Nicholas. Well, a lot can change. And, uh, Lots you know, of time left. I feel like Illinois, pro, the fans kind of, I kind of do this too, but we've gone from like Northwestern level to like we think we're like a blue blood and we're not. <laughs> we think we're like, you know, the, 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 uh, number one team in the country or we're supposed to be this great and it's oh man we're we're the ohio state of ohio state football of basketball it's not true but whatever like everyone thinks illinois should be getting all these five stars now it's just not how it works um you know should i take a few i take a couple four stars and maybe a three star by now yeah should mac etn have uh gone to or uh, tra- uh, what am I trying to say? Committed to Illinois, <laughs> wasting his time at UCLA. Yes, should Ty Ty Washington instead of going to the middle of nowhere and where Creighton is, instead of coming to Illinois, he probably should have come to Illinois. So the middle of Illinois. I uh, use that one. And wherever Creighton is, uh, Nebraska, whatever. <laughs> um, but whatever, it's all playing time thing apparently. Which you know, whatever. Uh, so Illinois did drop to 13 in the AP poll. Missouri went from unranked to 16. So. I don't understand why Missouri fans are crying that Illinois still ranked higher. I don't, like, dude, the they, I don't think they understand how like yeah. rankings work. Like head to head, Illinois. Yeah, Illinois was six. Missouri wasn't ranked. You're not just going to jump up to number twelve in the poll. It, that's just not how it works. Yeah, and I think a three <laughs> a three spot gap is fine for yeah. between the two. And like, I think it's fair. It, it was a home game for Missouri. Yep, they had their. Terrible refs there. Andy Katz doesn't know how to flip a dang coin. Shocker. Um, so yeah, thirteen. We I we we kind of talked about it uh, during the live show. Uh, I thought twelve or thirteen. So I I think that thirteen's fair. I think Rothstein had him fourteen in his. Um, you still uh, are really excited about Illinois and have him at eleven in yours. So Just, you know, I didn't I didn't see any Homer. teams that deserve to jump <laughs> that much. I mean, I put Tennessee from 15 to 7, and Tennessee's played two games. Yeah. So, and they didn't play, you know, big time schools. But, you know, um, I don't think Missouri fans realize how big the gap was between these two teams preseason. You can't make that gap up in six games. You right. just can't. It's not possible. Right. It's not how it works. If that's how it worked, then, uh, you know, Marquette would be ahead of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Is Marquette better than Wisconsin? No. Is Missouri better than Illinois? No, so, you, know, <laughs> you gotta you gotta think about a lot of factors here. Uh, the net rankings will be out on January fourth. That'll be hilarious because the net rankings suck and they sucked last year, oh, and I'm sure they're gonna suck this year. Uh, I'm interested to see though whether Illinois is uh, underrated or overrated. I think last year they were underrated in the yeah. net rankings. Now this year will they be one of those teams? I think they get a little too obsessed with the quote unquote elite preseason teams that like. Like Duke, for example, in the net rankings, like I have them at 26. Is Duke still ranked in the AP poll? I didn't even look at the whole thing. I think they are. I want to say they were 20th. 
Yeah, so will the net rankings have Duke in the top 20? We'll see. I think Haslametrics has Duke at like 27. So yeah, I want to say they were 20th. Oh, yeah, I mean, so. let me check. You can continue. They gave passes to a lot of the uh, 21. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, what have they done? At some point, you're like, yeah, they had lost. some. They lost to two good teams, but they barely beat Coppin State. I mean, come on. Duke has shown nothing to be in the top 25. You know why they're in the top 25? Because their their name is Duke. <laughs> and sure. their coach says we shouldn't be playing basketball during a pandemic because this team sucks right now. And I think Underwood should have come out and done that. I would have loved that. If Underwood's first comments in the post-game presser was, I don't think we should be playing basketball during a pandemic, I'd be all in. All in on that comment. I don't agree with it, obviously, but it'd be great. A little bit of a sense of humor, and he didn't show it. He just was talking uh, about the effort. Effort is such an easy, you know, things for coaches to say. Or effort wasn't good. It wasn't the fact that I suck at coaching. It was the effort. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, let's preview the Illinois-Minnesota game. Yeah. Tomorrow. This game's at 6 o'clock, I believe, on ESPN2. So ESPN, once again, wants to do an Illinois game so they can talk about the pandemic for 10 minutes of the game. So I'm down if they're doing that. On ESPN2, Jay Billis won't be on it, I'm sure. I'm sure they got other guys that are like, yeah, I need you to talk about this, talk about how we shouldn't be playing <laughs> basketball right now, trashy and sibling. Uh, how about the, how about the uh, plexiglass the announcers had at that Missouri game? Yeah, let's literally, have plexiglass. They don't stand yeah. above it, so it's not doing anything. <laughs> I mean, you talk about doing something for show. That was the, uh, I know. It's, it's unreal. Um, All right. So I hope if they're going to be talking about how we shouldn't be playing basketball right now, it's towards the end of the second half when Illinois is up by 30. I hope that's the case. But uh, Minnesota is 6-0 and this year. They're number 53 overall in Haslametrics, so not great. Their strength schedule is horrendous, so you got that. I'll go over who they played momentarily. It's actually, you know, quite hilarious that they've played absolutely nobody. Um, they're 50th in offensive efficiency, 51st in defensive efficiency, and a great stat that we both love, of course, is they're sixth in the country in PPSC, which, of course, is quick second-chance points off of offensive rebounds, five seconds or less. How about that? Which, that's, that's not good maybe, for Illinois. Maybe the greatest stat I've ever seen. Yeah, do they keep a guy at half court? Because Illinois be in trouble. Oh, my God, Illinois might lose by 30 if Marcus Carr is actually shooting well and then that happens. <laughs> Yikes. But Minnesota has not been very efficient offensively. Like Illinois, if you look at their numbers side by side right now, and yeah. you have to think Illinois played Missouri, who's ranked. They played Duke, who sucks, but they were ranked. Uh, Baylor is a very good team. Illinois played them. Missouri's played Green Bay, who they beat by 30. The only thing that Green Bay has is a football team. Uh, and that's the college one. It's a professional. NFL football team. Huh? Yes. And they played LMU, which I forgot. I texted you the full name that one time, but I forgot who that LMU, who the hell is that? They played them twice. They beat them by 15, and they beat them by three. They beat North Dakota by nine. Not North Dakota State, who's, you know, done some things in the past in terms of being decent at basketball. They played a bad Boston College team and beat them by five in overtime. And then they played UMKC, who I don't know who that is, and they beat them by 29. So – was they it Loyola even, Marymount? Yeah. That's or was what, it Lincoln Memorial University? It's Loyola Marymount. That's <laughs> what they played twice. So okay. they haven't even – they've played one power conference school, and it was a bad power conference school. They haven't even played, like, 
they they haven't even played like St. Mary's or like Western Kentucky. They haven't even played a team like that yet. So they have played nobody. So if you look at the numbers, Illinois is averaging three more points a game than them. Uh, Illinois is giving up two less points. And keep in mind with the strength of schedule here, Illinois shooting 53% in the field, Minnesota shooting 44. Minnesota 39 rebounds per game, Illinois 43 uh, assists. Shockingly, Minnesota has to beat. Not so shocking if you look at Illinois and uh, their lack of being able they to get assists. Uh, 17 16 in assists. Uh, blocks, they have them. Nobody cares about that. Steals, they have them. And then they've won six in a row against nobody. So that's what Minnesota has. Uh, they're not that impressive. They're not shooting efficiently. I mean, they have some guys averaging points that are shooting horribly from the field. And we'll get into that. But, uh, this is not the same Minnesota team as last year. Are they right. better? I don't really think so, but we'll see, I guess. I think a lot of people think yeah. that they're better than they are because they're 6-0. and Right, and that's a, they had Oturu last year that kind of could take over the game for them. Um, you know, we talked about it. He didn't really do much against Illinois when they played him, but um, they don't have him, but they do have Marcus Carr, yeah. um, who's one of the top guards. Big Ten, I'd say yeah. in the Big Ten. So yeah, well, Illinois did a really good job against Carr and Oturu last year. Uh, Oturu, I don't know what his numbers were, and I don't care because he's not on the team anymore. Right. But Marcus Carr, he's averaging twenty-three points and six assists per game on forty-eight percent shooting from the field this year. Keep in mind, he's not really facing any guards that can lock him down. Mm-hmm. Just to be fair, I think Demonte is going to be all over him tomorrow night. Uh, he he had seven points and was three for twelve from the field against Illinois last year. So. You know, he didn't do much. And uh, Illinois seems to usually do a good job against the team's best players, I think, a lot of times. Like Mark Smith was the quote-unquote best player on Missouri, which is a joke, and a lot of people (laughs) think that. He did nothing. Uh, You look at, uh, you know, Matthew Hurt did score some points. Didn't really do much, though, for Duke. Yeah, Illinois really didn't have a solid matchup for him, though. You know what I mean? Like. It's a little if bit different. A, a six-two guard and a six-nine exactly, yeah. forward is a yeah. little bit different. Yeah, and Jared Butler didn't do that much against Illinois, but he didn't have to. I mean, he scored right. easily when he wanted to for the most part. Uh, but Illinois usually does a good job, especially against the team's best player if it's a guard. So mm-hmm. uh, they also have one of the great names in college basketball at this moment, a transfer from Utah, Booth Gotch. I mean, I hope he scores 15 tomorrow night because of, because of his name. I believe Illinois was trying was going after him, kind of. And I bet we didn't know the pronunciation of his name back then. Yeah, we probably called him something weird. Both Gok, that's how it's spelled. So Booth Gok, I looked it it up for this. uh, (laughs) I looked it up for this podcast, so I'm dedicated big time. Uh, He's he's playing well. He's a six six uh, a six six guard, averaging fifteen points, six rebounds, and three assists. 56% 56% from the field. He's going to be a tough player to guard. I think Io might be the guy that uh, matches up with him. And then they have a transfer from Drake. I've seen this guy play one game, and that was an arch madness game before everything got shut down against Northern Iowa. And he had a really good game, and I think they beat Northern Iowa uh, at Drake. He's a seven-footer, averaging 12 points and seven rebounds a game. Um, you know, Kofi is going to be against him. And he's not one of those super skinny uh, seven footers, but he does, you know, 235 is nothing compared to what Kofi is. Um, he's not Chet Holmgren, who's the number one player in next year's class, who's seven foot 190. So he's kind of in between, but you know, he's got some skill 12.7 rebounds. I don't know how he's going to play, but 
Gabe Kalshur, yeah. who a lot of people looked at as a shooter last year, my God, he sucked from the field this year. Uh, he's averaging nine points a game on 27% shooting in the field and 16% from three. So I don't know what the hell happened to him. I'm assuming tomorrow he'll just wake up and drop 30 just because that's how it goes with this uh, program. But he's a, uh, He's had a rough go, but on paper, I mean, this is a pretty good size matchup for Illinois. I mean, you have Marcus Carr, who's 6'2". I'm assuming you throw DeMonte on him uh, or Trent. I mean, yeah, because I don't, I don't really want Trent guarding Cal Shure. I guess he could, but uh, and then I think Io versus Booth Gotch is probably what happens. And then uh, Adam Miller, I don't even know. This is a good <laughs> matchup because like this Isaiah, yeah, six nine seven foot, doesn't do gonna, anything, but yeah. I owe my guard him, and then you have uh, Miller on Cal Shure, and then Booth Gotch against Demonte. I don't know; it's a yeah. little bit of a weird matchup. Um, it's kind of kind of is like Duke. I mean, with them having two six nine guys, that what does Illinois do when they run into somebody with a you know a team like that? And you think Minnesota has better perimeter shooting just with Carr because Duke doesn't really have a guard that can shoot like uh, Marcus Carr can, so. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Illinois is going to approach the same way. Um, I mean, Gabe Kalshuri, I wouldn't really want to let him get hot because, I mean, you're shooting 16% from three. You got to get better, and he probably will, but I hope it doesn't happen uh, tomorrow night. They had 20 points off of their bench in their win against UMKC, I think it was yesterday. So they do a lot of their damage uh, with the starting five. Robbins had 27 points in that game. Carr had 15, so – they don't have a big yeah. rotation of guys that can do a lot to you. So Illinois just needs to focus on shutting down Marcus Carr and shutting down Robbins and uh, giving up less points, which I personally think they will. Yeah, and Underwood said that this team, you know, they got a lot of experience from getting these transfers in. So, um, you know, not so much that these guys have played a lot together, but they got older guys on their team um, that have been playing for a while. So. Um, Illinois is just going to – hopefully they bounce back um, and and figures – I hope they come out mad and they win by 20, but who knows. Don't um, make it harder than it has to be. One thing that I was going to talk about earlier that, that uh, old Hoops at Hoops Informatics um, had a chart on Illinois scoring. And uh, it, according to the chart, Illinois is uh, one of the best teams at scoring in uh, – the the categories of spot ups, pick and roll, handoffs, transition, and post ups, mm-hmm. and they are in the bottom in the country in isolation. So, um, if that doesn't tell you that you actually need to run an offense, I don't know what does. Well, they haven't changed anything for four years. I don't think they're going to do it now. So, no, this is the way it's going to be. So, what's your prediction for tomorrow? Uh, I have Illinois winning this game. I think it's going to be close uh, just because I'm I'm tired of saying that Illinois is going to blow teams out and they disappoint me. So, um, <laughs> Illinois wins 86-80. I think Illinois is going to come out with some flair defensively. I think they're going to open up the Big Ten play, which I believe has already started. I think there's a couple Big Ten teams that have played each other already. I know Rutgers and Maryland starts just about now, but I think Illinois is going to start the Big Ten off the right way, which is playing good defense, and I think they win 77-63, to 63, uh, hold, hold Minnesota under 60, or under uh, 65, I guess I'll say, but uh, 
It's still don't be trust tough, it. You still don't trust their offense, huh? I'm, I'm going defense. I think defense is going to be the key to this game, and I think they need to do it. So we mentioned it earlier that Lovey Smith already got fired. Uh, right. So I just added Whitman clearly wants to win. And I have a feeling Underwood won't have a very long leash in a few seasons if the program starts to slide. If they have a couple of like second round or even sweet 16 exits in a row and there's no signs of improvement and good recruiting. So, so a team that hasn't made the tournament in what's it, what is it? Nine years now. They made it last year. <laughs> so you're, you think that, that the cutoff is you like, so consistently making the tournament's not good enough. I said in a few seasons, so they make the tournament the next few seasons and don't go anywhere during in the tournament. And then you also add on to the factor that the recruiting could not be, you know, good. They don't get AJ Casey in a couple of years. What's this all been about? True. So I just, I'm just saying once Underwood is vulnerable, I don't think Whitman's going to wait very long. I don't think it's going to get as bad as Lovey because Lovey came into a situation where the program was absolutely in the dumps. I mean, even more than the basketball program was when Underwood, and they're still there. (laughs) And they've recruited a little bit better from what I've seen. I don't really know much about the situation, but clearly he can't coach anymore. I mean, geez, Lovey Smith, just an awful, awful head coach in in college. I mean, I guess he's a good NFL coach for a few years, but. Yeah. I, 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 you know, somebody told me that he heard that the bears are, you're going to be looking for a coach. That's why he wanted to get out. I highly doubt that. <laughs> uh, well, we've said some – I think we've taken it pretty easy on Underwood compared to what we could have done, and it's his birthday today, so happy birthday to Coach Underwood. He's happy 57. Birthday. Last year on his birthday, they beat Old Dominion only by 14, so not good enough. But, you know, that's uh, – they won on his birthday. Now they play the day after his birthday. Can they win again? You have so, Illinois yes. winning by 14 tomorrow. I didn't do that on purpose. I wrote down <laughs> the score to the game before I researched. I know you did. So I know you did. How about that? I, you know, I know the, I know the situation. I can sense it, even though I don't actually know it for sure. I can sense it. Uh, and then, um, what else do we have? I'm trying to. Okay. Uh, yeah, Illinois legend uh, Jimmy Collins passed away uh, yesterday. Uh, he was a longtime assistant for Illinois under Lou Lou Henson uh, from '83 to '96. Uh, he was a big factor in getting uh, some of the top recruits for the Flying Illini back in the day. Kendall Gill, Nick Anderson, Deion Thomas. Uh, he he was the guy. And a lot of the. Uh, I didn't see anything about Bardo, <laughs> but I'm sure that he helped get him. But uh, but yeah, so I saw a lot of the Flying Illini posted something yesterday. Uh, not only was he a great coach. They, he apparently was like a father to a lot of these guys. So I'm just going to continue to record, and it says it's recording, so I'm just going to keep going. We're back. Finish this off. I don't okay. know how it's going to be cut up when we actually post it, but whatever. I'll get this done quick. Um, as was announced on the watch party during the Missouri game, uh, we are doing another one on December 26th. That is a 3 p.m. Central start time against Indiana. On a, That's a Saturday. Another rivalry. It won't, it won't be as intense, I don't think, <laughs> fan bases. I don't think we're going to have a bunch of Indiana fans in there. I could be wrong about that. Who knows? Um, but in January, February, and March, more so January, February, I think we'll be doing multiple per month. And I'd like to do one of the bigger January games, like Michigan State, possibly. I know Iowa we can't do because that is just so ridiculous that 
we might get canceled <laughs> off of the internet forever during that game. That would, yeah. that would be bad uh, because we can't stand. Yeah, I had a lot of fun doing that. So everybody that came by and, uh, you know, said hello and, you know, put Miz- Go Missouri in our chat, <laughs> I appreciate you. But that, that was a lot of fun. I had fun. So we'll be doing it again uh, 12 days from now, and then we'll schedule some more probably in January and February as well. Uh, episode 39, I guess, is going to be Friday or Saturday. I don't know which day. I don't really – it doesn't really matter. It could be before, but uh, we're going to review the Minnesota game in that one, and then we're going to preview the Sunday noon game uh, in New Jersey against Rutgers at the Rack, which is on the 20th. So we're going to have to do one of those – two days or before i don't really know but we'll have when another do they episode. play after rutgers uh you know? 23rd on the wednesday against penn state okay we'll probably have to do both of those yeah we'll do that we'll, we'll do, do rutgers sure. and, then, and um, penn state uh preview or whatever we might have to do a double dip on the 26th and record episode the next episode to review those two games and then do the watch party yeah. later that day but we'll I got to get more disk space on this thing. I'm just going to close it out now. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, make sure to really like and subscribe. We'll be back for we'll watch party in 12 days. We'll do another episode later this week, another episode after that. All right, we'll see you. Go on, I. <laughs>